This week's episode of the Cross Yas podcast, I examine the world of drag. I'll define what drag means in terms of gender and the real relationship drag has with cross-dressing. That, plus my Yas of the week, is Pride and how the Stonewall riots led to June becoming Pride Month. This is episode 21 of the Cross Yas podcast. Y'all ready to get things started? Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast. The podcast that says yas to everything related to cross-dressing and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, your cross-dressing host. Slide into my DMs on Instagram, at Giselle Mirasol. You find the podcast there too, at Cross Yas Podcast. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well, at Cross Yas that's spelled C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. And are you looking to contact the podcast with your feedback or considering sharing your own personal story on the podcast? Well, the answer should always be yes. Email the podcast at crossyaspodcast at gmail.com. That's C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast at gmail.com. It's June, everybody. And... For all you Alice Cooper fans out there, and hot weather has arrived. Some of you have summer school, which is a bummer, but that's okay. Get all those extra credits in, right? And congrats to all you grads out there. Y'all are moving on up. Moving on up. Also, June is known as LGBT Pride Month. It was chosen as LGBT Pride Month to commemorate the Stonewall Riots, which occurred at the end of June 1969 in the Greenwich Village in Manhattan, New York. To understand the Stonewall Riots, well, you have to understand the political climate here in the United States of America in the 1960s. With devastating events such as the assassinations of President John F. Kennedy and civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr., and other major events like the Vietnam War and rise in counterculture, the 1960s was a great time of turmoil here in the U.S. But this was also a time for great reform as it forced many people in the U.S. to rethink the way we treat and value one another. Many Americans became more active in voicing their opinions and fought for equality, and the Stonewall Riots was one of those landmark events. It is also often considered by many to be a turning point in LGBT history, which ties into my YES of the week. Here in California, Pride in Los Angeles happened earlier this month, and will also take place in San Francisco at the end of June. Pride events vary throughout the USA and the rest of the world, but the month of June is when you see the major cities celebrate Pride. I personally freaking love Pride. I love everything about it because it's events like Pride that let people be themselves. But what is Pride exactly? A quick search on Wikipedia describes Pride as a positive stance against discrimination and violence towards lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender LGBT people to promote their self-affirmation, dignity, equality rights, increase their visibility as a social group, build community, and celebrate sexual diversity and gender variance. Basically, LGBT people are incredible, and Pride allows them to showcase their badass selves. Pride, or as it is formally known as Gay Pride or LGBT Pride, all began with the Stonewall Riots, aka the Stonewall Uprising. Probably asking yourself, Chazelle, what the hell are the Stonewall Riots? Well, I'm glad you asked. You see, in the early morning of June 28, 1969, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning persons rioted following a police raid on the Stonewall Inn, which is a gay bar at 43 Christopher Street in Greenwich Village, Manhattan, New York City. The Stonewall Inn, just a tiny dive bar back then, was a safe haven for not only drag queens, but also lesbians, gay men, and also homeless and underage members of the LGBT community. People forget, but back then, it was legal to be publicly gay 
or lesbian or trans. So these specific groups were turned away by most establishments because, well, businesses didn't want to break the law. Except places like the Stonewall Inn, which actually was run back then by the Mafia. Think underground and illegally run. So when the police decided to raid the Stonewall Inn that fateful night in June 1969, people didn't take to that too kindly. Their only sanctuary and you take it away from them? I mean, come on. This was the last stand for these LGBT persons and supporters, so they protested and rioted over the following nights, and this act of revolt eventually led to Pride celebrations, which we know today. The first Pride March actually occurred in New York City in 1970 in commemoration of the Stonewall Riots, but that came at a time when Americans were less inclined to accept LGBT people. Those first marches were first known as Gay Pride Marches, but evolved into what we know as Pride today, which offers a more inclusive range of LGBTQ persons and more. The first Pride event I ever attended was in 2014 in the friendliest gay town of them all, San Francisco. What's up, San Francisco? Pride in San Francisco is celebrated all over that city, but nowhere more are the celebrations more evident than the Castro District. The Castro District, for those of you unfamiliar, is a famous gay district in San Francisco, California. I'll talk about San Francisco in another episode as I absolutely adore the city, even if it means living there will cost you an arm and a leg. I would know I work near the city. Regardless, my first Pride event was an unforgettable experience. I dressed as Giselle with my then-girlfriend French, who you may remember from episode 2 or 3 where I talk about how she saved me from the girlfriend from hell that was Jennifer. And I had a blast. French and I went the entire weekend of Pride and I wore a couple basic dresses that I bought from H&M and walked around the streets of San Francisco without a care in the world, ready to flaunt Giselle. I even got compliments on my dresses from other ladies, which was such a delight. I guess I had some fashion sense. Pride San Francisco was one of the first events where I was surrounded by people who weren't afraid to be themselves. There were gay men, lesbian women, crossdressers, drag queens, trans people, asexuals, heterosexuals, homosexuals, queers, and everyone else just there to celebrate being free. And because it was San Francisco, the way people expressed themselves with their attire was truly a sight to see, to say the least. Also, because it was San Francisco, some chose not to wear any attire at all. Which is also part of the San Francisco experience. The San Francisco treat. But I digress. My first Pride experience was exhilarating, which is how Pride should be for everyone. Some Pride events last a week or a weekend. Others enjoy Pride for a whole month. It's a fun event hosted in many of the main cities in the USA that's just a fun event for people to enjoy and appreciate and love one another. But recently, this has been in the news. Boston is celebrating Pride Month with a day of events on Tuesday. But apparently there are three men petitioning the city to hold a straight Pride parade. There's been stupid ass retaliation events that are organized by certain groups as perhaps a sign of angst against LGBT groups. And these are known as straight Pride or heterosexual Pride. These are usually organized by hate groups or religious groups, and some of these organizers have ties to extremist groups. They're done as a way to delegitimize the point of pride. It's absurd to think that this works, but people still attend because, I guess because straight people feel oppressed in some way? Sure, I guess. But any critical thinker can see that the real reason straight pride or heterosexual pride events occur is to mock LGBT groups and find the entire pride movement to be ludicrous. This is known as an informal fallacy. More specifically, the appeal to ridicule, where you make fun of a certain thing or group as a method to delegitimize it or have it be considered so ridiculous that it no longer warrants your consideration. Which basically means this is stupid and not logically sound. So please don't believe it. it don't make no sense. 
because it really is stupid to think you can make fun of the LGBT community to the point of non-existence. Yet, people still try. They seem to think pride is something to be made fun of, but I'm here to tell you, it's pointless. There's going to be lesbians, gays, bisexuals, trans, queers, whether you wish to accept it or not. No matter how much you deny the existence of the LGBT community, they still remain there, so... Here's some great news for you wishing to attend a straight pride or heterosexual pride event. You can go to an LGBT pride event and you can be straight or heterosexual there too. Pride welcomes everyone, even if you're merely heterosexual or straight. You don't have to be gay or lesbian or trans to attend, you can be there just to be there. But you know what they don't accept at LGBT pride events and pretty much anywhere else? And that's hate. And I'm not talking about hate for someone else's clothes or hate you have for someone because their makeup is slightly too much. I'm talking pure hatred to the point where you deny someone their fundamental right to be human. There's more than heterosexual people out there, there's more than just one color. People should not be oppressed and I stand for equality amongst the gender spectrum and for the rest of the LGBT population. So my yas of the week, and you could even say yas of the month, goes to pride and what it stands for. Here in the United States of America, we have always gone against tyranny and oppression. So say yas to pride, because those people who stood for LGBT rights at the Stonewall Inn that morning of June 28, 1969, had enough. So they rioted. They didn't know what they started would help us to get to where we are today. They just wanted to be accepted. The fight is far from over, in terms of equality amongst the LGBT community and everyone else in the world. But thanks to the Stonewall Inn rioters and their pushback against oppression, we will continue that fight. And that was the... Of the week. So in this episode, I will discuss drag. DragCon, a large drag convention, happened earlier in LA this month. And despite me not attending, I find that many people still may misconstrue what drag actually means. With the success of mainstream television shows like RuPaul's Drag Race and Broadway plays like Kinky Boots, Hairspray, and Hedwig and the Angry Inch, I think it's important to understand what drag actually means in the world of cross-dressing and gender. I'll define drag, discuss what the common misconceptions behind drag are, and what everyone can do to better understand it. This will be a fun episode that I'm sure you'll enjoy, so let's get moving. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know how I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free, and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really, guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. So, what's drag? First, let's clarify that we're not talking about the physics drag, which is the resistance force caused by the motion of a body through a fluid, such as water or air. For all you physics fanatics out there. Nerd! But we're talking drag as it relates to cross-dressing and gender, where Wikipedia describes drag as a slang term that refers to the wearing of clothing of the opposite sex and may be used as a noun as in the expression in drag. So yeah, drag means cross-dressing, but there's more to it than that. Because drag is a variation of cross-dressing, but I think it means something more specific. So let's dive deeper. So let's analyze what drag actually means. And what better way to start that than with the famous drag term of them all, the drag queen. You're probably thinking, Giselle, we already know what a drag queen is. 
To which I say, You think you know? You have no idea. But just in case, let's give a refresher course, just to be sure. Again, to be in drag means you want to dress up as the opposite sex. But did you know that drag queens are just characters? Like characters in a story. A drag queen is someone's persona, if you will, that is merely trying to amuse you. They do this by often exaggerating everything about themselves, such as makeup, like eyelashes for dramatic, comedic, or a satirical effect. Drag queens are typically men who dress up in women's clothes, but mostly for the purposes of entertainment. Key point there, purposes of entertainment. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? But because drag queens typically over-exaggerate their femininity, some people think all drag queens want to portray women. Drag queens are also sometimes referred to as female impersonators, which is actually not quite accurate, because not all drag queens want to impersonate women. Some drag queens just want to be themselves and wear whatever they want to make themselves appear better in drag to be able to entertain others. Which can get kind of confusing, right? If a drag queen is not trying to be feminine, then should they be considered a drag queen at all? Well, that's what I love about drag. Because to be in drag means you're allowed to express yourself in ways that are sometimes outside basic comprehension with regards to gender. To be in drag, you're allowed to play and tinker with gender and sexuality based solely on your attire or outward appearance. I think this is awesome because it helps destroy those traditional perceptions of masculinity and femininity and helps broaden and redefine our ideas of gender. Like for example, I've seen some drag queens with pristine made-up faces. I'm talking eyeliner on point with an exaggerated cat eye and beautifully painted rainbow shades of eyeshadow and beautiful looking eyebrows. These drag queens are also wearing amazing outfits with pear-shaped figures or hourglass-shaped figures and long straight hair that borders on downright ridiculous, all of which are typically associated with femininity. But simultaneously, these drag queens are also donning full-on beards, which of course are not typically associated with femininity, that make you say, what? Plus, they're wearing like eight-inch heels, which just makes you want to say, okay. Personally, if someone wants to call themselves a drag queen, then so be it. Be you, as I always say. And if you want to parade around being a badass bitch wearing whatever the hell you want to wear, well then I say, yeah! But to be a drag queen, you have to be able to entertain somebody when you're cross-dressed. Not just men can be drag queens. Women can too. The common name for women who accentuate femininity and become so-called drag queens are called faux queens. F-A-U-X, meaning fake or imitation. There's the opposite that exists, which are called drag kings, which is where a woman dresses up in men's clothing also for purposes of entertainment. I'll talk about drag kings in another episode. Men can also over-accentuate masculinity, and they are called faux kings. <laughs> yeah, f sounds like fucking, but it's faux king. I do want to clarify the common misconception that drag queens are only gay men. Yes, drag queens have to deal with gay culture, but that doesn't mean that it only relates to gay men. There's a long-standing history with drag and gay culture, and that's probably because, well, drag deals with gender and somewhat of sexuality, and gay men have a good history in showcasing that. But anyone can be of any sexual orientation or gender identity to be a drag queen. Drag queens can vary widely by class, culture, even professionals who star in films to people who just try drag very occasionally. If you ask anyone in the LGBT community, or even ask anyone familiar with the gender spectrum, they'll give you a more defined answer about what it means to be in drag. Usually they'll agree and say to do drag or be in drag means that you're just putting on a show. Look no further than the biggest showcase for drag on television with RuPaul and his hit show, RuPaul's Drag Race. Surprisingly, I do not watch this show, despite multiple attempts from many of my friends who have told me to watch it. 
It's nothing against the show because I absolutely adore RuPaul, who's possibly the most famous drag queen of all time. Shoot, RuPaul has been around for what, like 25 years or so? I can't even recall her 1993 hit song, Supermodel. The song that goes... I think RuPaul popularized the word work with this song, which is now synonymous with supermodels working or flaunting your assets, if you will. RuPaul has had such an impact on society that he was named in 2017 by Time Magazine as one of the 100 most influential people of the world. RuPaul is a national treasure, and although I would love to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, I find that reality shows just aren't for me. The basic premise of RuPaul's Drag Race is a bunch of drag queens compete each week through a various number of challenges, and then a winner emerges based on a panel of judges basically every competition-based reality show. I've caught a couple episodes of the first season and I loved what I saw. The show is now, what, on its 11th season, which is a testament to how good the show is. I just personally am tired of reality shows. I don't like reality shows anymore. Reality shows were like cool, but like in 2002, like when American Idol first came out or I don't know, um, Survivor. But I don't know, I was younger back then and it was fun to watch other people's drama because it's basically what reality shows are. It's just scripted drama. Yeah, that's what normal television is, but I don't know. Knowing it's a reality show just kind of turns it off for me. You can even argue that most reality shows are scripted and kind of boring. I don't know, maybe I'll get back to the show because some of the fashion on that show is incredible, but we'll see. So what are other common misconceptions behind being in drag? Well, one of the common misconceptions is that you can group all crossdressers as being in drag or label all crossdressers as being drag queens. Which is kind of true, but drag queens crossdress, but really not all crossdressers are drag queens. Let me explain again. Let's say if you wear clothes meant for the opposite sex for fun, and you're not entertaining other people, then you're not a drag queen. Because you're merely doing it for yourself. But if you're parading yourself in a gaudy dress in, say, your house or in public, while simultaneously dancing and lip-syncing along to a song by Lady Gaga or Whitney Houston with excessive makeup and tall heels, then you're probably a drag queen. See, most drag queens crave attention. I mean, who doesn't? But drag queens want to be noticed. They need to perform as a way to express themselves. And what better way for feedback than to have an audience? They're usually the ones on TV who are displaying their femininity in a way that's not necessarily the norm. I remember growing up and watching TV in the 90s, and whenever a guy character would dress as a woman, he was considered being in drag. I talk about cross-dressing in the media more in episode 8 of this podcast titled Cross-Dress with TVs and Movies, and I talk about the movie Miss Doubtfire. In the 1993 movie Miss Doubtfire, Robin Williams pretends to be an older British nanny so he can care for his three children. Although he passes well and is cross-dressing, he's not considered a drag queen. He's not really considered a drag queen because he's not pretending to be a female to entertain, but instead he's doing it to be with his children. The same can't be said with the 1995 movie Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. John Leguizamo, Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze are drag queens because they are performing artists who display their femininity to entertain their audience with singing and dancing. It's funny because I remember a time when any cross-dressing you'd ever hear would be, oh, he's doing drag. But over time, we were able to be more specific about our definitions and distinguish between merely cross-dressing and drag. Let me best sum things up with a quote from Tu Wong Fu from Nog Sima Jackson, played by Wesley Snipes, as he talks to Chichi Rodriguez, played by John Leguizamo, about the differences between a transvestite, a transsexual, 
and a drag queen. When a straight man puts on a dress and gets his sexual kicks, he is a transvestite. When a man is a woman trapped in a man's body and has the little operation, he is a transsexual. I know that. When a gay man has way too much fashion sense for one gender, he is a drag queen. Thank you. And when a tired little Latin boy puts on a dress, he is simply a boy in a dress. <laughs> I'm just a boy in a dress. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. I think to better understand drag, you just have to talk to somebody. Like, if somebody's a drag queen, then ask them. Like, are you doing this to perform? Are you doing this to entertain other people? If they're not, and they're just doing it for themselves, they're probably just a cross-dresser. But know that there's different kinds of drag, whereas drag queens can be not gay, they can be straight, and they're just doing a performance. But what you can best do is just ask. Mm, that's it. And that's it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I talked about drag and gave you some examples. Talk about RuPaul and her famous show, RuPaul's Drag Race. This is important to understand. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll be back pretty soon trying to release more episodes. Sorry, I've been on a little hiatus and a little bit busy here on my end. But I plan to get more episodes out. Got a lot of good interviews coming up that I'm sure you guys will enjoy. And yeah, it's almost July. Summer's here, guys. Hope you guys are having a great summer. And that's it. As always, keep it fresh, stay blessed. Remember, you're gorgeous. Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I am just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more.